right, welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. This is one of those episodes where uh, me, Rick McClatchy, staff pastor at the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House, uh, I don't have my usual cohort with me, but because I don't like to be lonely, I don't like to do life alone, I brought my friend Charles Vasholtz here today. Um, he actually uh, attended Manor House uh, just back in the day, we'll say, uh, as he was attending Multnomah, getting his master's degree. This is a smart dude sitting here <laughs> next to me. Uh, just an honor, really, to be able to have friends come back and to be able to to share stories. And, um, you know, our, our podcast focuses on groups and pastoral care. And so today we're going to take a crack at the groups portion of that big thing you know it's it's a big part of what we do here in church and so first of all i uh, just want to say welcome charles it's so hey, good man. To thank have you, you so here. much rick for having me what a blessing just an honor to be here as well so thanks for having me and tell me um before we get started into kind of you know our topic of conversation uh, what's what are you up to these days? What what's getting you going? Man, what gets me out of bed is my ministry. I started a ministry called Praying with Charles. It's a YouTube channel, and so I'm interviewing people on their prayer life. And I do still have a regular nine to five. I work as a social worker, uh, but man, that's what gets me popping. So I'm just stoked. Uh, really happy again to be here. Thanks, man. So good. And you came all the way from Colorado. And uh, we actually just got done filming an interview for your YouTube channel. So that's yeah. pretty fun. And now we get to uh, record some podcast action. So that's right. I'm pretty excited. Um, Heck yeah. So as Lord. I'm just thinking about you, and we've had a little bit of conversations of just how how small groups have impacted your life. I just Can you give me kind of just a, the quick, you know, Reader's Digest version, if you will. I, right. There's a, probably a lot of people out there who don't even know what Reader's Digest is. <laughs> yeah. I'm old, yeah. okay? Yeah. So Google I, that. Yeah, right. It's yep. probably worth a yeah. Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so man, small groups saved my life. You know, long and short of it is some guys found me and accepted me into their group, and, and that's what saved my life here in high school. And so from there, I moved on to leading that group to, uh, in college, I was the president of another ministry you know a little a little group there and so I really haven't been a part of small groups my whole life they they've impacted me uh, to the fullest extent and I'm I'm behind them 100% so when I hear about what you're doing here at Manor House you know I get so excited I think you guys have a model that needs to go out to the nations and uh, it's really reputable and respectable what you guys got going on here so even when I was here with my wife going through the belong class and stuff we just got so much out of it that's awesome. So why don't you uh, dig in a little bit to, I mean, that's a that's a pretty lofty statement that you just put out there that small groups saved your life. Um, walk me through, what did that even look like and how did that kind of take shape? So there was so much uh, relationship and community there that I just felt accepted, you know, and that goes right along with the whole belong idea or the, the different groups that you have here at Manor House. But I was accepted by a group of guys uh, brought in and we would study the word we would dig deep and I think we approached it from a different angle that you just can't get other other places I mean God's gonna meet us wherever we're at whether it's I, you know my pastor in Colorado He was saved at a football game or something for a guy holding up a John 3:16 sign So I mean God's gonna meet you where he's gonna meet you But there's something about small groups where you can just dig in deep and just 
have a relationship and a family that you just can't find anywhere else. And so I really do believe that not only did it save me, you know, spiritually, I got saved in a small group, but that set the trajectory for my life. And, you know, Rick, Rick did brag about me a little bit. And so I'll just run with that for a second. But I mean, here I am now today because of a small group, I have a master of divinity and I'm running a ministry. And I mean, praise God. I mean, that's, that's just an idea of a direction that, that God may or may not take you, but that wouldn't have been possible without you know that those initial group of guys that were willing to love on me and one of the things that makes me think of is the person out there that maybe maybe they've led a small group and maybe they quit because they're like you know what i don't i don't think it matters uh-huh. i don't think it's making a difference or or maybe the person that is potentially even thinking about becoming a small group leader do it <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's one of the things that yep. we we miss a that's, lot of times is the the power of the seed, if you will, that yeah. um, you are going and doing a good work that, you know, like I, I look mm-hmm. forward to seeing your influence and reach grow over the next few years to like imagine what the Lord Amen. might do. Yeah. Amen. And really it boils down to a couple of crazy, you know, probably a little bit goofy college guys oh, dude, who were definitely. willing <laughs> that, that are willing to, that were willing yep. to take you into their group and really just love you. Yep. Right. Probably not even knowing what the Lord was doing. I mean, gosh, of course they could have known where I would go or where they would go themselves. But yeah, certainly, I think, man, even just you saying that is so encouraging just to think of, you know, starting a group or not seeing the that fruit. We never we never quite always get to see those those seeds harvested or whatever. But uh, praise God, man. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important. I think there's I think there's something in the Bible that tells us not to despise the day of small beginnings, you know, or yeah. the, where the work that you do in small group ministry, I don't know. Sometimes in church, we get a little, a little too focused on, you know, who's on the platform, who's leading mm-hmm. worship, who's doing this thing or that thing that, that seems really important when, yeah. when really it, it boils down to people that are pastoring people day in and day out in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That, that discipleship, I, mean, I think we're all called to be, you know, deacons and disciplers. And the fact that just an ordinary person or even a high school kid could, could be a disciple and disciple others is just phenomenal. So how do you, how do you see uh, discipleship working out in the small group context? Like, what's, what does that look like? I think, I think discipleship happens, you know, a lot in these small groups because that's an area where you actually let yourself be impacted by others. You open up in a different way because you can't open up the same on a Sunday morning. Uh, but that person leading that group or maybe a close friend in that group, you know, has, has such an opportunity to speak into your life in a really powerful way. And I think that that's not possible in other areas. And as you're, I mean, small groups are always wrapped around the word and you're always digging deep into scripture and so you get to actually talk through some of these Sunday morning sermons and you get to talk through some of these scriptures and see like how would that look in my life and what what would that do for me rather than just hearing it uh, and digesting it you get to kind of interact with it a little bit yeah and I think that we have the truth where God reveals himself to each of us and because we're all created differently right we all have different mindsets, different thought processes that yeah. that the way God reveals Himself to us um, 
is different. So like, you know God, we know the same God. Yeah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We yes, know sir. we know the same God, but but we grow when we talk to each other about our relationship with God. Yeah. Because you know different facet facets and aspects of him that I may not yet know. Gotcha. And the cool thing about that is I think it doesn't even mean because um, well, he's been walking with the Lord longer than me or yeah, because yeah. it doesn't even require length of time. Amen. That So even the newbie yeah. coming into the group, new to relationship with Jesus, can be a contributor and can speak into people's lives and can help his brother that's been walking with the Lord for 25 years grow. I completely agree, especially that childlike faith that Jesus tells us to have. I mean... You can't even, you can't buy that. That's like you said, that newbie faith is just phenomenal. And I, I could learn from some of that right now, in fact. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I just, uh, as you know, uh, being being a group's pastor uh, here at Mana House, it's always my desire to try to get people into groups. But one of the big problems that we have in getting people into groups is that we live in this crazy individualistic like lone ranger kind of society where um, people are too busy honestly they're just too busy to be engaged in meaningful community yeah right Um, and part of the problem is right we make time in our lives for the things that matter to us like it's you know prioritization right so Mm -hmm. we all have the same amount of time in the day that's available to us um, but what are we going to do with that time and and I think that what that what that flows out of is if they have if they've tasted, you know, it's like the Lord says, yeah. taste and see yeah. that the Lord is good. It's kind of like taste and see that small group community is Amen. good. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, what are some of the what are some of the practical ways that small group community has tasted good in a sense? Like, if you were to say, like, I I've tasted and seen. That small group community was good for my life. What are some ways practically that has played out in your life? Yeah, I think it's the growth for me, you know, a lot of growth in small groups. And I am a person that, you know, wants to continue studying all my all my life. I achieve for the next level. And I really do have a passionate desire to strive towards holiness. I think as we as we're left on this earth, you know, Paul says it's uh to die is to gain, but to live is to Christ. And so when you get that mentality that you really are living for Christ and that you want to grow, you know, I want things in my life that are going to make that happen. I want to see results. And I think small groups uh, does that every time, every single time, whether it's, you know, digging into the word deeper, just as you were saying, you know, people have the ability to, even, even having a master's degree and having professors tell me how I'm supposed to study, you know, you can't, you can't take that and just say that's the only way because I, I could be sitting there with a newbie like you were saying and they could see something in that same scripture that I just didn't see that's a truth it's not a lie it's not false it's not something that requires you know years of study to understand uh, that I would only be able to get if I'm sitting there in that small group with that individual and their their take on it and so obviously scripture does have a truth there is a, a right and wrong way to interpret it but in and through that you know someone can see something that we just can't see uh, and so that's one area. And then small groups keeps, I keep going back to it again is because, you know, I see that that's an avenue that I can minister to or through. 
and that's really going to be successful. Uh, so, so both of those hand in hand. But, you know, when we think about discipleship and we think about how you can grow through that, I can't help but look back at the early church, look back before Christ's time and understanding the, the Jewish faith and with, with the rabbis involved. And, you know, whether it's Peter and Paul or other of these giants we hear about in Scripture, they all sat at the feet of a, of a rabbi and they would learn from him and they would, they would you know, daily run through Scriptures and memorize them and, and bounce them off each other and understand. Uh, I think that's what discipleship looks like in a, in a really, you know, deep, intense manner. And I think one of the ways we can get back to that here in our society today is through small groups. And we know Jesus, even Peter says that in Mark 9, 5, that, you know, Peter calls Jesus the rabbi. And so as we think of that relationship, I think that's something I strive for in my personal life. So I'm always seeking a mentor. I'm always seeking, you know, long before they find me and they they say, you know, I want to be your mentor. I want to try to help you. I'm already seeking them out because mm. I want to I want to grow and I want to get deeper. I want to I want to touch that rabbi type relationship and I just truly believe that you know on an average day on an average person that if they want to get to that level of discipleship they can find it in a small group and they can find it right here at Manor House and all the many many small groups that are offered here and something that's specialized to their way of life to their their interests and their whatever gets them out of bed and gets them excited yeah I'm very I I've done a little bit of reading on the whole uh, rabbi process and just how, you know, that's kind of really the picture of discipleship. Um, and uh, one guy said it's basically the idea of rubbing off on, you know, like you're so around each other <laughs> mm-hmm. that that what I am and what I have to offer just rubs off on you wow. and you become looking a lot like acting a lot like. Mm-hmm. The one that has rubbed off on you. So, you know, as people hang out, like friend groups, they hang out right. together. They they eventually start to talk the same, yeah. act the yep. same. They have the inside jokes. They have the whole thing. And and that can work both positively and negatively. You know, like um, good <laughs> yeah. company corrupts. Uh, good company is good for you. Bad company corrupts good character. Um, if I knew how to edit, I'd probably try to edit that out. But, um, okay, I know how to edit. Watch it. Um yeah, so it's just it's so good to hear to hear from you, to hear your heart, um, and really just to hear the testimony of someone whose life has been so deeply impacted 100%. by a small group. And I think um, what just one of the one of the well, a couple of things that stick out to me. One is that those guys had no idea the impact of their actions, inviting you into their group and allowing you to find a place. They had no idea the long-term impact. And as we are aiming to be kingdom people that are kingdom-minded, thinking yeah. about the kingdom of God growing and, yeah. and investing, you know, as we sow into the kingdom of God, you know, we reap eternal life. If we sow into the flesh, we reap destruction. You know, yeah. that whole thing is that. So the, the first thing is just understanding how the, the investment on this seemingly small level can have really world-changing right. uh, impact, and then I loved. Yeah, I just loved what you had to say about the growth piece and just creating an environment where someone can grow, and that even the newbie has 
has a place at the table because because the Holy Spirit lives in that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they can look at the Word of God and they can see stuff and go, oh, wow, that's powerful. And they can read it and, and say the thought to the next person. Right. And that person can go, whoa, I never saw that. I never thought about yeah. that. So, again, Charles, I want to thank you so much for, for being here with us today and going through just uh, sharing your story and some of those thoughts. And uh, I know that you have, uh, you've been a blessing to me today, uh, just being thank able you. to share time with you. And uh, again, uh, my friend Charles Vashold, he's uh, hails from Colorado Springs area these days, and he has a YouTube channel called Praying with Charles. I want to invite you to go check that out like and subscribe to his channel you will be blessed by all of the interviews and just helping uh take the message of prayer all over the world so it's a pretty exciting thing to see hey guys and i I just want to pop back in real quick and just tell you you know if you're in that portland area if you're in vancouver you know get plugged in with manor house and get into a small group i just know you're going to be blessed i just know that god's going to do something amazing in your life rick i love you man i appreciate you letting me come on here I hope you can edit out all the nonsense and get to straightforward to the, <laughs> to the good stuff. But man, I just love you and I appreciate it. Awesome. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, once again, thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience. I invite you, if you've been blessed by these podcasts, just go into the podcast store um, and like and rate and comment. Uh, and share. Be a sharer, okay? Jesus was a sharer. You (laughs) should too. Um, Just uh, thank you so much for being part of our listening audience. If you have uh, questions or comments or ideas for future topics you'd love to see covered, we are definitely here to serve you and make you better. So you can reach out to me at rickm at manahouse.church. I'd love to hear from you. And with that, we say a big hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day.